Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the 71st Psalm, looking at some psalms that speak of how the Lord delivers us. And boy, have we not learned a lot here. Uh, We see how uh, David calls upon the Lord and says, Lord, help me, save me, deliver me, rescue me. And God, please do it now, do it now. And the Lord hasn't done it yet in these situations. But then he comes back and says, but even in the midst of all this, I'm going to praise you. I'm not going to forget you, Lord. I'm going to live the way I'm supposed to live before the people, and the people will see the wonders and glory about you. Uh, we got up to the 18th verse in the previous episode. I want to back up and look at that 17th and 18th verse, 18th verse again, and then we'll press on. Verse 18, or verse 17 says this, O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. Verse 18. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to all who are to come. So this was the great uh, desire of David, that the Lord would not forsake him. He says that several times through here. And he says, even when I'm old and gray, that's that's sort of a a point of uh, faith in it, that David realized that he would reach a point of being old and gray, whatever age that may be. <clears throat> I know that in my case, I found my first gray hair when I was 20. <laughs> was I old? Well, by the time I was 40, I could probably look that way, right? So he, well, he's clearing this. He says, I want to speak of your strength to the generations that come after me. I want to speak of your power to all those that are coming after me. And folks, that is such a calling for each one of us who has a generation after us. And I dare say that's all of us. If you're 20 years old, folks, that little one-year-old, that little two-year-old, that's a generation after you, okay? And so we're able to speak to these generations. Now, verse 19. Why? For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You who have done great things, O God, who is like you. And so he's saying why he wants to do this, to declare the strength of the Lord, the power of the Lord. It's because of the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God reaches to the heavens, the idea of being it's without limit. Okay, And he says, you have done great things. So David is declaring that the Lord has done great things, even while he's calling upon him to rescue and do a great thing right now. And then he just asks this great question, oh God, who is like you? <laughs> well, the answer is that there's none that's like him. The scripture tells us that in many, many places, that there is none like the most high God. And it actually uses that great phrase, there are no other gods like the most high God. Out of most of our backgrounds, we go, it's because he's the only God and there are no other gods. That's not exactly right. And we've talked some about that in the past, but if you look at Psalm 82, and if you have what's referred to colloquially nowadays as a divine counsel understanding of the scripture, you see that there are other Elohim, other Elohim. There are other gods, let's say little g gods. That makes it easier to understand, right? There are other gods. There are other divine beings. And God isn't Elohim, but the other gods are not Yahweh God. He is the God above all gods. 
And once you understand that, those verses make complete sense. Otherwise, it's just like saying, well, God is the unicorn of all unicorns. Well, there is no such thing as unicorn. Well, exactly. That's the point. Why say that God is the God of all gods when there's not other gods like that? And people say, oh, well, we're just talking about what man says is God, what man will say, you know, uh, will worship and, you know, those little false things. Uh -uh. There's things behind that. Paul tells us that. Okay, there's more to it. So anyway, he's just saying, oh, God, who is like you? Well, he knows the answer. There's none like him. Verse 20, you who have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again. And will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Well, that's interesting in two or three ways. Look at the very beginning. Verse 20. You who have shown me many troubles and distresses will revive me again. So David is acknowledging that he's had many troubles, that he's had many distresses. But he says, God is the one that will revive me. He says, Lord, I know that you will revive me. I know this. But what about this? The Lord has shown, shown him many troubles and distresses. Uh, that word shown means to, to see, to perceive, to consider. Okay? So is this saying that the Lord has brought trouble into David's life, that the Lord was the one who initiated all these things that did this kind of stuff? Boy, people get bent out of shape over that. You know, they really do. Because I actually hear it said all the time, well, no, the Lord won't do that. He won't do anything. <coughs> he won't bring anything into your life bad. Really now, where do you see that in the scripture? Uh, what about that dude named Job? That's always a great example, right? Because, you know, God was the one who initiated all that kind of stuff. He looked at the uh, the accuser there. You know, people say it was Satan. Eh, I'm not too quick to say that. But the accuser, okay, the Satan, he looks at him and says, hey, have you considered my servant Job? The Lord was the one that set that up, okay? And, but he had a greater purpose involved with this. The idea is that we have troubles and we have distresses. Everything, particularly in the life of a true believer, everything that comes our way has passed through the hands of God and is filtered by the hands of God. But that doesn't mean that he's the one that's brought evil against us. No, he doesn't tempt us to sin. The scripture tells us that point blank. But people will come back and say, well, the Lord won't do that. He will not bring calamity. Oh, really? Have you read the book of Isaiah lately? I remember when we were studying uh, the major and minor prophets, we were just blown away at how often it said that the Lord brought calamity against his people. His people were being rebellious. His people were being sinful. And you say, well, yeah, he allowed it to come because they were sinning. Okay, we can say that, with that he allowed it. Because the bottom line with everything is because God has allowed it, if you want to say that. But the scripture passages, and there's more than one, there's several of them, just say forthrightly, no, I brought the calamity. Okay, I judged you. I brought this calamity because of what you were doing, and I did this. So he's saying here, David, is that the Lord has shown him many troubles and distresses. But guess what? He says the Lord is going to revive me again, revive me, to bring me to life again. We've seen this word a couple times in these Psalms. And bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Huh. Bring me up from the depths of the earth. I wonder what that is. <laughs> you know, he's uh, David's already mentioned. I don't remember if it was in this psalm or one of the previous ones we looked at uh, that he was in the pit. Lord, bring me up out of the pit. Okay, but here the depths of the earth. The depths actually speaks of depths, and it of course depends upon the context. He can re refer to uh, the sea, the river. 
more than likely here, it's referring to the abyss and to the grave. Huh. Referring to the grave and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. What is David acknowledging here? What is he saying? And David has done this earlier in his life. Remember when uh, the first son with him, Bathsheba, died? And uh, David was, you know, just in pain and suffering. When the baby died, he got up, walked around, and pressed on in life. And his servant said, why, why did you do this? And David looked at him and says, I know he will not come back to me, but I, that I will go to him. What did he mean by that? He said, well, first of all, I know I'm going to die because he just died. But he knew that there was life after death and that he would see that little baby. Here he's saying, and will bring me up from the depths of the earth. He says, Lord, I know that even after I die, that you will bring me up from the depths of the earth, from the abyss of the grave. Lord, I know that you will do that. Isn't that a great thought right there? That is Psalm 71, 20. So, uh, uh, you know, before you recline upon your night bed this evening, go read these verses in the Psalm, uh, verses 17 through 20 right here. See what the Lord speaks to you. Uh, again, thank you all so much for supporting this time. Uh, you can find it on my website, dalemore.tv, if you feel like the Lord's moving upon you to help support it. And I do appreciate it so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.